Um, all right, let me tell you about uh, American uh, financing. American financing home values are up uh, almost 20%. Sales now are down 16%. So that means the prices are going to start coming down. Before that happens, please, if, if you have high debt, uh, high interest credit cards, please access that equity as cash and take that credit card, pay it off, not at 19% interest, but 5% interest. Please, American Financing can look at your whole situation. If you're trying to save money, and you should be, call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. All right, program begins in just a minute. you want but if nobody enforces them what good is it you can have all the cops you want but if they don't respond what are you gonna do it's not the gun it's the person and quite honestly the people that are are put in charge of enforcing the law the door at the school Apparently, back door open. Wasn't supposed to be. Kids out there for 12 minutes with a rifle. 12 minutes. Before he goes into the school, nobody stops him. How is that possible? Then, the cops don't go in. Well, I have a few questions for the police officers. We don't have all of the details, and I don't want to throw them under the bus but it's not looking good for them. But more importantly, I have a few questions for the federal agents that were on the scene in damn near full tactical gear. Telling you, we don't trust our system anymore and you're trying to disarm us? No way, no way. Because if somebody comes into my kid's school, I carry a gun. And I am proficient. In fact, I'm pretty damn good with a gun. If this happens in my school and the police now are reflecting the same kind of attitude in Uvalde, I'm going in with a gun. And I don't think I'm alone. 
back in 60 seconds as we begin. First, relief factor. The value of a dollar. What is the value of a dollar? Well, honestly, probably about 65 cents right now. Value of 20 bucks, about 15. But it is invaluable if you spend that 20 bucks right now on Relief Factor if you're in pain and just can't get out of it. ReliefFactor.com. It is, it's an amazing thing. And they tell you up front, this is what I like about it. They, they tell you up front. It works for about 70% of the people. That's the number of people that go on uh, month after month uh, and they keep using it, about 70%. They ask you, do a three-week quick trial. If, if it doesn't work for you within three weeks, it probably is not going to work. What do you have to lose? You have everything to gain. Get your life back. Get out of pain with relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or 800, the number four. Relief, 800, the number four. Relief, relief factor. Feel the difference. Okay. First story. Two days after 19 children, two teachers were killed in fourth grade Texas classroom. There's growing scrutiny of the police response and whether authorities could have intervened earlier. Regional director with the Texas Department of Public Safety, Victor Escalon Jr. said at a news conference Thursday, the shooter was not confronted by anyone as he entered the elementary school in Uvalde, contradicting earlier reports. He said officers res- uh, arrived on the scene four minutes after the shooter entered the building and that the gunman was killed approximately an hour after arriving at the campus. Now, remember, this kid didn't just show up at the school. This kid ran his truck into a ditch, started firing at a funeral home and people who were attending a funeral. He missed them. Then he walks to the school and he's in front of the school for 12 minutes. Now, Did anyone at the funeral home or at the funeral, did anyone call the police? A neighbor now says he heard shots across the street from the school. He looks out and he sees the gunman for 12 minutes. Did he call 911? We don't know these answers, but we damn well better find them. People are starting to get very angry, and they have been angry for a while. Um, They were angry as the police sat there and did nothing for about an hour. Now, here's the thing. According to um, uh, Rose Gomez, she heard about the school and the shooting, and that's where her children are. In second and third grade, she heard about it. She drove 40 miles to rob elementary school. When she arrived, she said the cops were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in or running anywhere. Now, she said officers inside the school were evacuating school students and the employees, uh, as well as calling for backup. There was a lot going on. But nobody was going in to get the guy. Department of uh, Safety officials previously said an armed school uh, officer confronted, but we now know that's not true. 
Caitlin Martinez, a fourth grade uh, fourth grader at Robb Elementary, was playing with other kids during recess when he first appeared on school grounds with an AR-15 style rifle. We all ran in and they told us to sit down and they turned off the lights and locked the door. Okay, so now fourth graders are running in and saying there's a kid on the playground with a gun. So what do they do? They don't leave the school. They hunker down. Okay, all right. Was there anybody at the school with a gun? Was there any police officer, any safety officer with a gun? Caitlin said three police officers eventually came to the door of her room, which was near the end, uh, which is near the end one in where Ramos locked himself in. They told us there was a gunman, so we had to evacuate and we had to run to the parking spaces. Outside, she found her mother. Ms. Gomez, a farm supervisor, was also waiting outside for her children. She said she was one of the numerous parents who began encouraging, first politely and then with a little more urgency, police and other law enforcement to enter the school sooner. After minutes, she said, U.S. Marshals put her in handcuffs and telling her that she was being arrested for intervening in an active investigation. Ms. Gomez said she then convinced a local Uvalde police officer whom she knew to persuade the marshals to set her free. Spokesman for the U.S. Marshals Service said, we never put anybody in handcuffs. Okay, so now mom's a liar too? Our deputy marshals just maintained order and peace in the midst of grief-stricken community that was gathering around the school, he said, quote. Ms. Gomez described the scene... Like this, she said she saw a father tackled and thrown to the ground by police and a third father pepper sprayed. Once freed from her cuffs, now listen to this, once freed from her cuffs, Ms. Gomez made her distance from the crowd, jumped the school fence, ran inside, grabbed her two children and sprinted out to the school with them. Okay, so the police can't do that, but a mom did. I don't know if you have seen the video, but the video is out of control. We've never seen this before I, that I remember at a school shooting where the parents are like, go in. What are you doing? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some audio and then I want to describe and show some pictures here of the scene. First. Here's the police lieutenant on why the cops didn't go in. Listen. Cut four. There was multiple officers that arrived on scene. There was three officers that arrived that made entry um, at one of the entrances where the gunman actually made entrance to. We had other another four officers that made uh, entry at the other entrance of the school. So there was officers inside that school. As they were taking gunfire, they were also calling in for reinforcement, uh, backup, tactical teams, uh, snipers any additional personnel that could arrive to assist to not only with to with the situation but also to assist in evacuating uh, students and teachers at that time that's when a u.s border patrol uh, tactical officer arrived also with a zavala county sheriff's deputy as well as two additional 
uh, Uvalde Police Department officers were able to go into that classroom uh, with a ballistic shield as cover. And of course, we know that one of those officers, an agent actually, was uh, was shot, uh, was grazed at the top of the head, but they were able to shoot and kill the suspect. But don't current the best practices, Lieutenant, call for officers to disable a shooter as quickly as possible, regardless of how many officers are actually on site. Correct. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are, they are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they, if they proceeded any further, not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside that classroom uh, so that he was not able to go to any other portions of the school to commit any other killings. Yeah, but you knew where he was in the classroom. You knew where he was. So the first guy's in where they don't know who the gunman is or where he is. Okay, I buy into that. But he was in the classroom and he had killed everybody. I don't know. Break down the door. You know where he is. Now, here's the Texas DPS official again. Not giving details on why they didn't break down the door. Listen, you guys have said that he was barricaded. Can you explain to us how he was barricaded and why you guys cannot breach that door? So I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. You answer that question now, sir. What is your name? Shimon Prokopes from Shimon. CNN. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information. So why don't you clear all of this up now and explain to us how it is that your officers who are in there for an hour, yes, rescuing people, but yet no one was able to get inside that room. Shimon, we will we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. We'll that, that's, circle that's back. That's our job. So give us time. I'm taking all your questions. I'm taking them back to talk to the team. Can you tell and, uh, us how the door was barricaded? Look, thank you for being here. Okay. Have a we'll talk. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here is the problem. It is much greater than just this shooting. And we are on the precipice of chaos in this country. Total chaos. Here's why. I hate to be the one to break the news on this news to you, but here it is from buffalonews.com. Law enforcement officers are investigating whether a retired federal agent had 30 minutes advance notice of a white supremacist plan to murder black people at a Buffalo supermarket. Two law enforcement officials have briefed the Buffalo News. Authorities believe the former agent, believed to be from Texas, was one of at least six individuals who regularly communicated with an accused gunman, Peyton Gendron, in an online chat room where racist hatred was discussed. The two law enforcement sources with direct knowledge of the investigation stated these individuals were invited by Gendron to read about his mass shooting plans and the target location 30 minutes before the gunman arrived on the scene. The FBI has verified uh, that none of the people that were 
on this chat room with him 30 minutes prior, none of them called law enforcement to warn about the shooting. Okay. All right. So who's this agent? What was this agent doing? Please, dear God, don't tell me he was an undercover agent. Uh, why was he on? Um, if he and the other six people on the phone, they are accessory to murder and they should be charged like that. But I'm telling you right now, let me show you a picture. I'll describe it if you're just listening to us on radio. Let me show you the pictures here. Now, that man is a U.S. Marshal. This is in Uvalde. He is almost fully loaded with tactical gear. He's wearing a helmet. He's got a vest on. Look at the gear that he has, including high-powered weapons. Uh, show me some, uh, one other picture. This one, you see uh, what is probably a fully automatic uh, weapon in the hands of this uh, uh federal marshal he is standing outside with the parents with a yellow plastic taser in his hand getting ready to tase the parents why the hell did my tax dollars go to pay your salary buy all of that tactical gear all of your training your body armor and you're tasing the parents When the average person doesn't have faith in anything, we arrive to the moment of the Bubba effect. Don't know what that is? I'll remind you in 60 seconds. Babysitting, bike repair, lemonade stands, uh, lawn mowing services. These are the few, the few of the businesses that kids have already started and they did it after reading the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. We are not teaching our kids how to do business. We're not teaching our kids how to survive, especially in a free market system. Who cares if my kid you know, starts a business? Well, you should care. You should care because they're going to be the ones that are taking care of the country after we're gone. They're the ones that in a very short order are going to have to go out and make a living. And there is a real gap between the magical world where mommy and daddy and their teachers do everything for them and the real world when they have to take care of themselves. Every house should have this uh, this book. That's why they're making it for free right now. All you pay for is shipping. It's the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. It teaches your kids all about business. It teaches your kids the stuff that my kids are learning now in high school, barely. It's a great book, very entertaining, and your kid kids will love it. The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business, it's free. Right now, just pay for shipping while supplies last. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID.
a fascinating thing to watch this develop because it really started as the heroes of, of the police and the border patrol that did all these amazing things. And that has switched. The narrative has switched quickly. I, I think you're right, though, to be a little hesitant to make sure we understand what we the facts to. are. You know, there's no reason we don't need to solve this today. What we need to do is get the right information and then make a judgment on it. You know, I don't. I'm just so tired. It's hard to understand. Though. Everybody yeah. jumping to conclusions. I'm tired of everyone giving me bogus, bogus information because it will help their political side. Great. I can't hang on. Just mm-hmm. one more thing. Mm-hmm. The story that has affected me the most in all of these is the fact that the teacher who died with her students, her husband died, and they left behind four children. He died of a heart attack after. You know what he was doing a month ago? Immeasurable. A month ago, he was going through a live shooter training at the school. I mean... Those poor kids. Can we stop all the political nonsense? Do you know what it's going to be like for any of those kids to walk into that school again next year? You know, we good example of waiting for the facts is one of the arguments the conservatives have made is, you know, harden these targets, make sure there's security there. Yes. And so the initial reporting was there, there was, was security there. They they exchanged gunfire, could Correct. not stop this guy. He still got in. So the left, lie. the left went nuts mm-hmm. and they said, hey, this proves your argument about security is not true. It doesn't even work. And now we find out that actually that that exchange of gunfire did not occur. There was no officer there. So they went out on a limb immediately to try to take advantage of this shooting with politics and now are totally burned by that because their narrative has it was dumb anyway but now we know the facts don't even support it so it is important to make sure that we understand what occurred before we we don't need our narrative to be cemented today no and i you know what i am i'm willing to give the cops the benefit of the doubt i want to see all of the facts but you know what really pisses me off is you had federal marshals there with sniper rifles, most likely fully automatic. What the hell were they doing? What were they doing besides tasing and cuffing parents, pepper spraying parents? It's despicable. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, if if you want to make home improvements to your home, maybe finish the basement, renovate the kitchen, finish up the few projects that you weren't able to get to during the pandemic, whatever it is you might need or want to do, may I remind you that those kinds of projects can be done affordably with a little help from your home, by which I mean the equity that you have gained in it. Because right now, most homeowners have seen gains of 20% year over year. That equity can be accessed as cash through a mortgage refi. It's an easy process. I urge you, please don't spend it on frivolous stuff. Spend it on something that will actually help the value of your house in case you need to sell it. Or take that, uh, that money and pay off your high-interest credit card bills. Please. Prepare yourself for what's coming. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now, AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Do it now and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. I want to be very, very careful um, because I don't want to have to apologize for anything. Um, And that's what we all should be thinking. Let's not say things that we don't know to be true or take positions on things we're not sure. We do not have all of the facts. And I'm not going to throw the police uh, under the bus. I am going to question the uh, federal uh, marshals that were there. Where the hell were you? What were you doing? I am going to question them. I think we have enough information there. You're wearing tactical gear. Why the hell isn't your ass inside? But the police, I don't know. And it's not looking good for them. But let's not uh, take sides on things and do what the left does before we know the truth. Yeah. The only thing, again, you try to construct any reason why they would do some of these things. It's very difficult to understand. I mean, the only thing that I keep coming back to is... The difference between, let's say, an active shooter situation and an inactive shooter situation. If you, you know, you think about every hostage movie you've ever seen, right, right. where a person, maybe he's not actively shooting, he's holding them hostage, or maybe he's, you know, this but is you would horrible. hear that they would have said, right, he was holding them hostage, we had contact right. with him, we were negotiating, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The, the, the right move might be in a situation where he's holding him hostage, for example, not to bust in because he might kill more people right Right. the other thought is you know as dark as this is to think about potentially he had already done the killing in this room and was barricaded in this room right and therefore the thought from the police officers may have been hey let's evacuate all the other kids get everybody else out of the rest of the school taken an hour if you had him if you thought that Mm -hmm. he was barricaded and killed everybody in that classroom Mm -hmm. okay which he did except for two right we do know yeah that we do know that that was not accurate at least because there is a story and it's the worst story you're ever going to hear i don't want to hear it all but just give me the details quickly uh it seems like the agent said hey if you need help uh, you know, let us know. And one of the kids who was hiding said, I need help. He heard them, came over and killed the kid. This is from another child oh who was gosh. in the room who witnessed the incident. Okay. All so right. again, so. like it's as dark as it can possibly be, but you can see, you can construct a scenario where they believe the most, the, the, the smartest thing to do because there wasn't ongoing active shooting going on was to try to protect everyone okay. else. So, but I mean, uh, I, that does, let's, let's just, it's, it, let me ask you this. You don't know. Uh, did this classroom have windows? If so, did anybody have eyes on the shooter or the classroom from the outside? If not, why? Second, he was locked in. Okay, is locked in. There's no shots being fired. Why wasn't at least one police officer positioned at the door? So if that door opened up, you shot the guy in the head. Okay. And then why did it take you an hour to get everybody out? If you know you guy, you have him locked in a room, why not go to every classroom and say, out, now, now, go, 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 go. 
Get everybody out. It doesn't take you an hour to do that. So something just doesn't look right on this. And it's most likely unbelievable incompetence. But I can't, you know what? I just, I can't take the lies anymore. I, I, I can't take the not trusting anyone anymore. Let me give you this. AOC. She came out with a statement yesterday. Young women are not doing this. Young non-binary people are not doing this. Trans people are not doing this. This is the issue we have. Young men are being radicalized right now. Really? Who's radicalizing them? Who is radicalizing them? I, I'm not the one that is turning every student in America into a protester. That would be you and the teachers unions. By the way, you also should check your facts. Yesterday, Colorado teenager pleaded guilty to multiple charges of murder. In the 2019 school shooting outside of Denver that left one student dead, eight injured. Alec McKinney, who was born biologically a female but identifies as a male, pleaded guilty to 16 counts, including first degree murder and attempted murder and conspiracy to commit first degree murder after deliberation. Please give it a rest, AOC. Now, the same people who are outraged by this in the Democratic Party, congressional Democrats, the Republicans, and the <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they were the same people that pushed a bill that would have banned federal funding for school police in 2020. You don't want to arm the teachers because the majority of Americans now say we should arm the, the teachers. Yeah, 54% either strongly or somewhat support the arming of teachers and staff to respond to a school shooting. Only 35% somewhat or strongly oppose. So don't tell me about our extremist out of step. Most people want guns taken away when actually that's not true. Common sense would be put police there. Lock all the doors. Arm the teachers. But you know who's against that? Oh, my gosh. You know, here and this is why this is why, you know, all the Democrats can be counted on uh, not going for this solution, putting guns in schools, even though the majority of people agree with it. You know why? Because the teachers unions. Yeah, the teachers unions. They don't think it should be done. They're against it. In fact, they're not just against it. They're hostile. Our public schools should be the safest places for students and educators. Yet the gunshots from a lone shooter armed with a military grade weapon shattered the physical safety of the school community in Uvalde, Texas. You know what also is a military grade weapon at the time? A flintlock. And then later, it was a cap and ball. And then later, it was the M16. All guns 
at the time are military grade. Why do you need that? It's a weapon of war. So was the flintlock. And by the way, no matter how they try to change the history of the uh, AR, um, it, it was a hunting rifle first. Oh, dear heaven, vessel. Time magazine has released an op-ed. Sometimes calls for America to return to God are couched in the language of consolation, especially after mass shootings. When 19 children uh, were killed in a school in Uvalde, Texas, Tuesday, a Republican from Colorado tweeted, it's times like these that we should, as individuals, communities, and a nation, turn to God for comfort and healing. Please, please, America, we are running out of time. Please turn back to God and beg for him to heal our land. Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia followed deflection. Our nation needs to take a serious look at the state of our mental health today. Don't you think we do? Don't you think we do? Because today... I could claim I'm a woman, do nothing else, just sit here with all the junk in my pants, but I'm wearing panties, and I could come on and say, hey, everybody, I identify as a woman. And if you make fun of me or even question me, you're the hater. You're the crazy one. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. I think we should look at our mental health today. There's a reason we always hear calls for Christian nationalism rather than for common sense gun legislation from the right. As we've shown in our research, guns are practically an element of worship in the church of white Christian nationalism. White Christian nationalism? You know who knows about gun rights better than anybody else? The Native American. Because what happens when the government took the Native American guns away? Oh, they took their land and destroyed them. That's right. Why is it that Martin Luther King couldn't get a, a carry permit to carry a gun? Why is it? Because the local sheriff said, you don't need that boy. We're here to protect you. Really? They did a bang-up job. Why is it the Klan made sure that no blacks could have any guns? That way they could terrorize them at night. Don't talk to me about how it's a white Christian nationalist idea. It is a nationalist idea, I guess, because we're the only nation that has a Second Amendment because it wasn't written for sports. It was written for a government that was out of control. You know, let me define out of control. One that is canceling everything to do with uh, carbon-based fuel because the government is in charge of everything now. A government that has just decided to spend us into oblivion. To bail out all of the big guys, make special favors for all the people who have big money, 
you know, the government where you go to jail for something. But if somebody in the know, somebody that's popular, somebody that, God forbid, would do exactly the same thing or far worse in Washington, they're never held to, to account. But you'd go to jail. A government that tells its own citizens, close down your business and you have no choice or you're going to jail. A government that says you're going to wear masks after the government says masks don't make any difference. I think that's a government out of control. And if that doesn't meet your bar, all the things that are going on, if this doesn't meet your bar, just wait until they take your guns away. No, that's not Christian or nationalism. That is common sense gun regulation. Back in a minute. All right, well, summer's right around the corner. GenuCell is celebrating early with the summer clearance sale. Right now, they have over 60% off on GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com. You can order today, and GenuCell's dark spot corrector will be included. It visibly reduces pesky dark sunspots for free. Uh, the results are real. Millions of Americans are in love with GenuCell. This is the best in skincare. I've been talking about them for Quite a long time. Every uh, woman in my life loves uh, GenuCell. And it's the best you can do. I mean, if you're going to get skincare, if you're going to uh, try to take care of your skin so that you look your best as you as you age, GenuCell is the place to go. They guarantee results or your money back. And they will, uh, if you sign up for their best-in-class rewards program at checkout, you get an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary gift set. They're always hooking you up at GenuCell. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. You can get 60% off. GenuCell.com slash Beck. If you enter Beck at checkout, you'll get an extra 20% off. And right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. So go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Bill Barr is my uh, guest on the podcast. It uh, came out last night about uh, 8 o'clock, and uh, that's for Blaze TV subscribers, so it's available now if you're a subscriber to Blaze TV. Uh, and it'll be available everywhere uh, tomorrow on YouTube or wherever you get your your uh, podcast. I, I will tell you that uh, no matter how you feel about Bill Barr, um, I asked him every question. I mean, I spent an hour and a half with him, uh, and you'll hear all of it unedited. Um, and I asked him every question that I think you would want me to ask. So tell me about January 6th. Tell me about uh, your interactions with Donald Trump about the election tell me why you didn't uh go and look into all of these reports uh of of fraud uh tell me uh tell me have you seen 2000 mules yet i asked him all of those questions yeah and i, I know you did not want to do the interview if you couldn't just ask him whatever you thought was important and yeah. and they agreed to that and you asked him everything and he didn't and and he didn't flinch yeah. at all yeah. i mean it was a friendly room i mean I, i'm not going after him you know like uh aoc 
Um, but I, I asked him all of the tough questions and you have to hear his answers. You may agree or disagree with him, but you have to hear his answers. There is logic behind and consistency behind every single one of them. And some of them surprised me. His, his, uh, thoughts on the, uh, uh, on why he didn't look into voter regular irregularities a, I not heard this story that he has told uh, now. Ne- I didn't hear it, uh, and I didn't know it. And he talked about private conversations that he had with uh, Donald Trump, and it's it's fascinating, fascinating. So yeah. that's uh, this weekend. If you're a subscriber to the Blaze, you can get it down the Glenbeck podcast with did Jill Barr. Did you get into all the stuff about the uh, impeachment? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the release of the report. I told him, I said, when you left office, I was pissed mm. uh, because what happened to the report? And he goes into that in great detail. And uh, you have to hear his answer. Yeah. Because that, that, that was the thing for me. That and the election. Did you even look into any of these things? Those two things were big on my list. Uh, and you have to hear his answer. All right, back in just a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program.